Welcome to Oswald Didn't Do It, a JFK assassination community podcast in regards to information that intrigues or fascinates me, particularly those articles that help me persuade people yet further that Oswald didn't do it. Today I'm in, well, where am I? Um, actually, I'm under a bunch of covers because even though it's warmer than it was outside a couple days ago, it's still way too cold for me. Um, today I'm examining the, the Third Decade, Volume 6, Issue 2, an article, The Rifle, Was It a Mauser or a Manlicker Carcano by Michael Weisberg. This episode is called Hijacking the Narrative on the Rifle. Hijacking the Narrative on the Rifle. Um, hopefully you are enjoying my meander through stuff that I'm running into. And... I know there are a lot of other people who have a whole lot better complete grasp of a whole bunch of different angles of this case. I'm running into stuff and deciding, you know what, this is kind of cool, this is kind of slick, this is kind of interesting. I want to have a podcast on this specific angle of the coup d'etat that killed JFK. And sometimes it is evidentiary-based. Sometimes it is a specific new name that I hadn't been familiar with. But today it's about the rifle. Manlicher Arcano, Mauser, and how the narrative was hijacked. Narrative being people pushing narratives. That's a very popular concept these days. Well, they're obviously pushing a narrative. Um, and, and quite often, people are pushing narratives. And I guess, being technical, I'm also pushing a narrative. My narrative is Oswald uh, t -t -t um, didn't do it. Um, the narrative that fascinates me today and comes from the article as mentioned is how effectively, how astutely, how brilliantly the narrative on uh, what was the gun was hijacked. It was completely hijacked. Let's say, let's say, let's say, let's say you are at your, your town. Your town has a somewhat violent crime. Somewhat violent crime. And there was a gun involved. And there was either a body that was found and the body wasn't alive anymore. And you go out and you take the video. You, you take the pictures. You take the pictures, you know, from the left, uh, from the 
from the east, from the west, from the outside of the window, from the inside of the window, from the doorway. From You, you just have all the pictures. Okay, here's what happened. Here's the, da, da, da. here's the body. Here's the body from the other angle. You have all the pictures. Then after all the pictures are taken, after everything is cleared up, then you go on to the next thing. You want to make sure you have all of the pictures taken because when you get to a trial, which is a likely thing, you'll want to be able to make sure that the authorities can prepare their case. Heck, you want to also probably, if you're doing a decent job, make sure the uh, defense attorney can make their case as well. You know, here's all the everything that you need to know. Here's all the pictures. Here's where the blood splatters were. You want to have the crime scene entirely defined by pictures. You want to interview as many people as possible. The landlady, what time did you hear the gunshot? You know, all that kind of stuff. And when it comes to any weapons that are involved, you're going to want to make sure you take plenty of pictures of here was where the pistol was found, or here's where the rifle was found, or here's where whatever was found. The, uh, oh, let's say maybe it was a trophy that was used as the murder weapon. Here's the picture of the trophy. And here is where the blood went. And under, you take pictures of what happened. So for on into the future, you can ask the appropriate questions. And the appropriate questions can be the appropriate questions for either side. The this person did it or the this person didn't do it side. See, here's all the pictures. Based on this picture here, I think there is a concern that possibly maybe, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. The crime scene photography of the sniper's nest was terrible. It was terrible, at least as far as all the information that we supposedly heard. The um, Manlicker Carcano was not there. The Mauser eventually, let's see, who was that? I think 112? I think it was about 112 the Mauser was located. Hey guys, we got a gun here. Oh, okay. Uh, let's be careful and limit the fingerprints and, you know, put gloves on and whatever it was. Okay, well, there I see you have the picture here. I'm going to take uh, the, the gun up in the air. I'm going to take about five or six pictures. Okay, we got some pictures of it now. Okay, now we're going to uh, take the gun. At 112, the weapon was a Mauser. At 112, the weapon was a Mauser. When the police on hand were asked, what is the weapon? Well, it looks to be a Mauser. It says Mauser on it. It's a Mauser. It appears to be a Mauser. If I were a betting man, I would say it looks like it's a Mauser. Well, before too terribly long, the it's a Mauser thing was out like last year's fashion, don't even think of wearing that outside anymore. Nobody wears those anymore. You have to go to the store and buy something new 
because those are completely out of style. You have to go sell those Mauser pants. You've got to go get a new Manlisker Carcano set of Capri pants. Because that's what everybody's wearing now. Everybody's wearing Manlisker Carcano Capris. That's what we're wearing. That, that's what we're wearing. It's what's in now. And I kind of wondered, I really, I haven't read the Warren Report. I've read articles, plenty of articles, talking about, well, here's what it says in the Warren Report. Here's what it says in uh, Volume 7, in Volume 9, in Volume 11, on page 242. Here's what, I haven't read the 26 volumes. I'm not going to read the 26 volumes. There was a while, there was a stretch where I was listening to the Warren Report on audiobook. Not doing that now. Don't know that I will anymore. Um, there's a lot of information in there that is interesting, and there's a lot of information in there that, why are you, no, really no. But the way the Warren Commission hijacked the narrative was fantastic. It was stellar how they changed everything simply by the questions they asked. Simply by the questions they asked and even more importantly, questions they did not ask. If the goal was finding the truth, punishing the guilty, all that kind of stuff, the questions would have been different than they were. Um, Seymour Weitzman, in his affidavit, this rifle was a 7.65 Mauser bolt action equipped with a 4 to 18 scope and a thick leather brownish black sling on it. The Warren Report Speculations and Rumors section is stated we had little more than a glimpse of it thought it was a Mauser. Little more than a glimpse. This rifle was a 7.65 Mauser. Bolt action equipped with a 4 to 18 scope and a thick leather brownish black sling on it. If you are getting barely more than a glimpse, Little more than a glimpse. Little more than a glimpse. Here, okay, little more than a glimpse. I hear there is a car heading down the street in front of my house. No worry, no worry, no worry, no worry, no worry. I hear the car has a bit of a loud muffler. I say, you know what, I'm going to take a look outside the window and see who has that loud as all racket automobile coasting down my street. 
open up the window, look out the window, turn the neck, look out the window, and it's a blue, what do you want to say, Escalade? Blue Escalade. Okay. I just had a glimpse. You know, I don't know if it was an Escalade. It could have been something that looks like an Escalade. I don't know if it was powder blue or midnight blue. I just, I, I, honestly, I took a brief glance. You know, it was going down the street. I was stationary. I took a look outside. I saw it for mm, <coughs> fifth of a second. Eh, probably blue Escalade, something like that. I don't know, but I just took a brief. If you just take a brief look at a rifle, how are you going to know the size of the scope? How are you going to know the size of the scope? You just took a brief look at it. Don't count on me. I, I don't really know anything. Um... During his questioning by Mr. Ball, Weitzman was not shown the rifle or asked if it was the same rifle he saw on November 22, 1963. Why would they show him a rifle to see if that was the rifle that he just had a brief glimpse at? Well, they don't want his answer known. Why would they? Why would you show a person a rifle and ask them, is this the one you saw? If you knew perfectly well or reasonably well or somewhat confidently well, he's going to give the wrong answer. Based on the Katzenbach memo and a whole bunch of other stuff, the investigation was a sham. Oswald did it was the important thing. And anything that would confuse the public was ignored. Captain Fritz, along with Lieutenant Day, were reading from an article. The rifle was at a Mauser or a Manlicker Carcano by Michael Weisberg. Volume two, volume six, issue two of the third decade on maryfarrell.org. Captain Fritz. Let's see. Day arrived on the scene shortly after the rifle was discovered. Fritz was questioned by Mr. Ball and was asked if he had heard any conversation about the rifle being a Mauser. Fritz replied, I heard all kinds of reports about that rifle. <laughs> they called it most everything. Notice he does not answer the question. <laughs> and Mr. Ball does not ask who they were. Why would you ask who they were? Because you wouldn't like the answer. Mr. Ball goes on to ask Fritz if he ever referred to the rifle as a Mauser, as Boone claimed. Fritz denies this. Lieutenant Day was questioned for the commission by David Bellin. Bellin asked Day, did you ever describe the rifle? No, th th this, is, this is elite. This is absolutely elite. 
Did you ever describe the rifle as anything but a 6.5 caliber with regard to the rifle itself? Did you ever describe the rifle as anything but a 6.5 caliber with regard to the rifle itself? Day replies, I didn't describe the rifle to anyone other than the police officers. What do you think the temperature is going to be tomorrow at noon? Purple. Yeah, definitely. Purple. Or, or maybe quandary. You gave an answer that has nothing to do with the question I asked. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> the Warren Commission did a fantastic job of the rifle. Meant whatever the rifle meant at the time. The rifle. The rifle could mean the Manlicker Carcano rifle. Or the rifle could mean the Mauser rifle. And they made sure to never clarify. Oh, um, when you asked Lieutenant Day about the rifle, did you mean the Manlicker Carcano or did you mean the Mauser? Because those were both rifles and both of those have come up in conversation in the Warren Commission uh, discussions. So do you think it would be a good clarifying thing to ask Lieutenant Day, when we were mentioning the rifle, you know, is there a difference between the Mauser rifle and the Manlicker Carcano rifle? It, it would seem like that would be an appropriate line of questioning if the goal was getting to the actual truth of the matter. The problem is getting to the truth of the matter was never even remotely a portion of the intent. The intent of the Warren Commission was to ask questions vaguely enough so the non-answers or non-useful answers would be perfectly acceptable. The rifle. Which rifle? The rifle. Oh, the rifle. Oh, oh, I get it. The rifle. Okay, there is a Manlicker Carcano. Maybe. There was a Mauser. There were reports of an Enfield. There were at least three different Manlicker Carcanos that were photographed. There was one Manlicker Carcano that ended up in South Central Indiana. Oh, three, four days later, maybe that was involved. Uh, one of the people who very possibly might have been specifically involved in the case told one of his family members, oh, by the way, you might want to hide this and not tell anybody you know about it. It's a Manlicker Carcano. It probably has something to do with the assassination. Don't ask me any questions. There's a whole bunch of rifles. But when the Warren Commission was asking questions, the rifle. 
Which rifle? No, 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 the rifle. Oh, the rifle! The rifle! Oh, okay. Thanks for clearing that up. You didn't clear up jack squat. What you did was you hijacked the narrative by deliberately asking questions that were terrible. Which rifle? Which rifle? The right. Oh, the right. Oh, now I get it. Oh, okay. The rifle. The rifle that Lee Harvey Oswald, who nobody can place on the scene of the sixth floor by any sort of real, proper, actual, oh, investigative police work. That rifle. Yeah. I tell you, reading articles from people who do home, you don't even necessarily have to read the whole article. You're going to get something that, wow, I'm going to have to import that into my discussion. I knew the Warren Commission did a very good job of not asking questions and asking non-questions or asking questions that the answer wasn't actually uh, it, the question was massaged, so the answer that could be given would be utterly useless, which would benefit the commission. But when you read articles from people who have done articles, not necessarily, it's not necessarily that articles are better than books. Uh, articles are not necessarily better than books, but sometimes when you read an article, on a topic, and somebody is, okay, I'm going to take about 45 minutes, four or five pages, six or eight pages, and I'm going to expose this one specific angle of this one specific case and shoot the heck out of it. It can be quite amusing. It's sad, though, that the entire charade played because the charade played everybody. Oh, yes, Oswald did it because that is convenient. That shuts down any questioning. And more importantly, Oswald did it. Um, go to the Mary Farrell site, maryfarrell.org. Whatever. I, I, uh, just before I did the podcast, I was looking down a list of books that they have mentioned at the Mary Farrell site. Some of them have um, excerpts. I was reading a bit of uh, Sylvia Maher's um, what? Associates After the Fact? Confederates After the Fact? You know the one I'm talking about. Uh, in fact, I should probably order that one. But um, when people do the research, when people do the research and spell it out, do the research and spell it out, here you go. It is very educational sometimes, and if we do a good job of actively listening we can change our 
narrative and hijack it back. Because if someone says, oh, well, no, they said the rifle in the Warren Commission report. Yeah, exactly. They did say the rifle. Which rifle were they talking about? Well, you know, the rifle. No, 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 no. Which rifle did... Well, they meant the Malachar Carcano. Did they specify? Did they ask Lieutenant Day, did you specifically mean the Malachar Carcano or did you specifically mean the Mauser when you said the rifle? Does it say that specifically? Well, no, not exactly. It's frustrating when people lie and get away with it, isn't it? Isn't it? And a whole bunch of people lied and a whole bunch of people got away with it. It really kind of sucks. Reading articles, excerpts. If we can better be prepared to communicate when we do run into that person who's interested in actually listening. Don't know when it'll happen. Don't know if it'll happen. But if we have better knowledge and better awareness of what was done on the uptake, uptick, I still don't know which one that is. As far as the misinformation, disinformation campaign, if we have a better grasp on how, we're, how we as a society were being misled on the JFAS, JFK assassination case back then, we can better respond to it on into the future. Thanks for stopping by. Oswald didn't do it. I will have another podcast up soon. Thank you so much for stopping by. And it does tickle me when I see foreign country, people from foreign countries checking out the podcast. Um, oh, I'm going to toss a question in. I might toss, the, toss a question in um, with the podcast. I'm not sure if I can do that. I think I can do that, but I'm not sure that I can do that. But I will ask a question. You're certainly welcome to respond. You don't have to respond, though. Is there a favorite research book of yours, whether it's in your collection or not? Is there a favorite JFK assassination research book in your collection or not in your collection? But yeah, this for me is the gold standard of JFK research books. Feel free to answer. There is a answer question thing. And uh, feel free to, there should probably be two different ways of doing that, hopefully. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great week.